You're listening to Men of Abundance, episode 62, with Lee Martinusi. Welcome to Men of Abundance, the podcast for those looking to level up their lives by hanging out with some of the greatest leaders and established professionals in our community, living a life of integrity, honor, and the abundance mentality. Prepare to pay it forward with your host, former army medic turned lifestyle entrepreneur, Wally Carmichael. Aloha all of you abundant leaders out there. I hope you're doing well today and if you are not for whatever reason I hope we have a chance to lift you up a little bit today because today we are talking about your hidden why. You know I've had this conversation quite a few times over the last couple weeks and over the holidays. My wife and I have recently had this conversation and really it all evolves around what makes you happy? Are you happy? And if you're not, why not? Did you realize that being happy truly is a decision? Being happy is a decision, and it's your decision to be happy. No thing, no, not even an experience, nothing is going to make you happy. The only thing that's going to make you happy is your own mind and your own thoughts. Just last night, I was listening to Lewis Howes. He is the host of School of Greatness. And if you don't listen to School of Greatness, I encourage you to go over there and subscribe to School of Greatness. He's always got some really cool interviews, really great guy. But he interviewed a guy last night, one of his close friends, Tim, who is 35 years old, young, and is a multimillionaire. He has the Lamborghinis and all the cars, and he's traveled the world and all of this stuff. But he talks about in that interview that all of the stuff and all of the things that he's had at a very early age, he's been to the most exclusive restaurants around the world, none of that is fulfilling. And you might be thinking, well, hell, give me some of that. I'll be happy. But the fact of the matter is you won't. Look, I've talked to so many men and women all over the world. I've talked to people who earn $200,000 a month to people who earn $80,000 a year or less. And when it all comes down to it, that amount of money, those things, even some of those experiences are not what makes them happy and not what makes them fulfilled. Now, the same guy that Lewis was talking to, Tim, he wrote a check for a million dollars to Pencils to Promise. And if you don't know what Pencils to Promise is, just go to menofabundance.com and resources. And I talk about Pencils to Promise there. It's a great, great organization. Anyway, Tim wrote a million-dollar check to Pencils to Promise to help build schools around the world. And that, to him, is one of the most fulfilling things that he can do because he's actually visited where these schools are being built. He's seen the impact that it's making. And as Tim points out, you don't have to write a million-dollar check to feel fulfilled when you're doing something like that. You can go out and do something for somebody else. You don't have to write a check of any size. You just have to go out and do something for somebody else. So back to this idea of being happy and bringing it internal and putting the ownership back on yourself. Only you can make you happy. You ever seen when your kids say, my brother did this and my sister made me feel this way and they made me do that. And you say, no, they didn't make you do it. You allowed your brother or sister or your friend at school or whoever control your emotions. 
Don't let somebody else control your emotions. Well, it's no different for you. You have to look back at yourself and say, do not let somebody else control my emotions. I will not allow that to happen. Wake up in the morning, look in the mirror, put a huge smile on your face while you're looking in the mirror. I know it sounds weird, but I'm telling you, do that. Do it right after this podcast. Look in the, If you're driving, look in the rearview mirror. Make sure you're being safe. Look in the mirror. Just put a huge smile on your face and feel your emotions change. Feel your body change. Feel your spirit change. Feel the way you feel physically. It physically changes your body when you look in the mirror and put a smile on your face. If you're not in front of a mirror, just smile. Smile big right now. Right now. Smile. I'm telling you, it makes a big difference in how you feel. Before you walk into the door to go to work, smile. Before you go in to talk to your spouse or your boyfriend or your girlfriend, even though it's something that you is going to be an unpleasant conversation, put a smile on your face. Do it. I'm telling you, it makes a huge difference. Being happy is in your head. It's completely up to you. And I'm telling you, once you make that realization that you have control over your happiness, much bigger things will start happening in your life. Because people like to be around happy people. Yeah, we everybody, you know, it's human nature to watch all the negative junk on TV and listen to the reg- negative junk on the radio and all that stuff. That's what sells. But when it comes down to it, people ultimately want to feel happy. I know you do because you're listening to this show. So let's bring out our featured guest today. And we really have a really cool conversation. This guy, Lee, is just amazing. I really enjoyed this conversation because he's from Australia. And as we talk about, and you've probably heard me say before, I have not been to Australia yet. And now he lives abroad in a location that I have been to, and I love it there. And we're going to have that conversation of why he uprooted his family, moved from Australia to abroad, and they're loving life, they're living large, and he's created what is referred to as a lifestyle business. What is a lifestyle business? That is a income where you can make that income from anywhere in the world. It doesn't matter. It's, it doesn't hold you down. It's it's geographic. It's not geographically confining, uh, and it's not even financially confining. You just decide how much you want to make, and you put in that much effort. Pretty much just with, like with just about anything else. Anyhow, let me introduce Lee real quick. So Lee is known as the hidden why guy. We talk about why that is in just a minute. He's an expert in lifestyle design, as I was just talking about. He helps people go from living a life they hate to living a life they love. Lee assists people via speaking, coaching, writing, and he's got a podcast as well. Lee has a corporate background in senior executive positions in various multinational companies. And basically, as we talk about in this conversation, he just got fed up with the whole lifestyle. So Lee made a decision and decided to design his own life that gives him more freedom, fulfillment, and happiness, like we was just talking about. He has successfully transitioned from a devastating existence to life with much greater purpose. Now Lee is paying forward what he learned and is helping other people do the same. But first, they have to find their hidden why. Whether it's finding more passion in what they currently do or a full life transformation, Lee will be your guide. Lee, welcome to Men of Abundance, man. How you doing? Mate, well, it's great to be here. Thanks for having me on. Excellent. Where are you at in the world? I'm over in Japan. Japan? In the middle of Japan, in the Honshu Islands, yes. 
Where is that in relation to Tokyo? So in relation to Tokyo, I always say it's it's kind of north northwest or west west north um, <laughs> from Tokyo. It's about two hours by train, or you can get the bullet train Shinkansen in there um, to Tokyo about an hour. So I live in a rural part of Japan here. It's quite nice, mountainous, beautiful um, actual scenery, etc. And um, yeah, not not too far from the big cities and that. But it's pretty, you know, like it's not what you think it is, Japan. When you when you come to Japan first, you might think of just big city skyscrapers and never-ending, you know, buildings. But um, once you get out um, beyond the, the Tokyo skyline, it's it's quite beautiful. Like it's amazing how how um, how much scenery there is here in Japan. It really is. I've been there quite a few times, uh, mostly down around the Camp Zama area. But I love taking that bullet train into Tokyo and just around the countryside. It's absolutely gorgeous. They're amazing, eh? Amazing stuff. Yeah, I love it. What takes? What gets you out there? Mate, I decided to make a a change, I guess, earlier this year. So I've got a family here with me. I've got my wife and we've got two daughters. So we've got a four-year-old or a four-and-a-half-year-old and a one-and-a-half-year-old. And uh, we were just driving through the countryside. We had a, a bit of a holiday last Christmas, last Christmas and New Year. And we took a bit of a road trip through Tasmania, which is South Australia. So I'm from Australia. Mm-hmm. And... Went for a bit of a road trip through Tasmania. I was just driving along through the countryside there, and it's just—it was so beautiful. It was really nice, and everything was just, you know, flowing really well for us at that time. And, and I just looked at my wife and said, "This is what it's about," you know. And we both love, love traveling. We lo- both love to have that adventure, and and we did a value session together um, once a while ago, and and that's what came up, you know, the the fact that we both love traveling, and um, so that's a value, you know, to have that adventure in life. So I looked at her and I said. I said, why don't we, you know, why don't we think about doing something like that? And obviously, you know, the first things that come to mind is that, no, well, that's not what everyone does. You know, we've got all this stuff here because um, we had three investment properties, you know, cars, you name it, everything there. Um, so it's just not something that you normally think about. So all those things of fear and self-doubt and, you know, whatever might be a, a belief there that's a, a limiting belief um, might hold you back. But as soon as I asked her, she always supports me. And she sort of looked at me and nodded at me and said, yeah, no, well, you know, that's probably a fair reason. And we value learning and growth as well. And, and part of that comes through an adventure. So we thought, well, why not just try? And so that day, once she gave me that, that nod of approval, I, I went on my uh, email list and got in a few contacts that I had here in Japan. I thought that'd be a good place to start. It's a reasonably safe place to take children. Um, so let's try there. And sure enough, we got a connection here and there was an opportunity to come here as a, as a resident. I could then continue to do the hidden why, which is what I do here. Um, so that's coaching, speaking and writing. And um, yeah, give us that, that lifestyle so we can have that adventure. And, and that's what we did. We sold up. We, you know, we became um, limited into what our possessions were. So we sold uh, two two properties. We still have one. And we sold our cars, most of our furniture and stuff. And yeah, now we live quite simplicity, I guess, or simplistic, I should say. Um, and that's that's what brought us here. Man, that is super exciting. I really love it. And I know some of my listeners, long-time listeners, might get tired of hearing this. But I know there's always new listeners jumping on. But I've been to 23 countries on five continents. And the one continent I have not been to yet... Uh, that I want to go to anyway. I don't have any uh, desire to go to Antarctica, although I might visit there, you know, for <laughs> a little bit, but not an extended period of time. But I have not been to Australia, New Zealand yet, oh, okay. and I definitely want to get out there. I'm in Hawaii. I'm about as close as I'll ever be, 
uh, I guess. <laughs> so I should get out there at some point. But um, that's the one place I haven't been yet. So, you know, before we get too much into the into our conversation here, I do want to ask you, I like to really start the show out uh, with an attitude of gratitude, pretty much the same way I start pretty much every morning. What do you have to be grateful for today? I'm still breathing. <laughs> Wally, I, I wake up every morning and I before I get out of bed, the first thing I do is just like to lie there and sort of just connect again, and and I, I like to think about those things that I'm grateful for, you know. And it's it's not always easy to do because the mind's so busy, but um, that that for me is a good opportunity to just think, oh, what am I grateful for? You know, what happened yesterday that I could be grateful for, and what am I grateful for today? And and this morning it was, you know, that I'm breathing and I'm here, and you know, it's ready for a new day. And um, I get out of bed most mornings while at four thirty, so that's a good time for me to do those gratitudes and then I also do a gratitude practice in my journal every morning um, which I'm usually mostly consistent with I'd be honest and say I don't do it ritually every single day because there's days I just forget or don't do it but um, yeah most days I do that and at the end of my journal I sort of throw in a few things I'm grateful for but yeah today it's I'm breathing you know that's really amazing because what you described is pretty much exactly my morning I wake up at 4 30 uh, even sometimes even before my alarm goes off because I've been doing it for so long I lay there mm. in bed I just something so usually somebody's name pops in my head I usually have some sort of song playing in my head I can't explain that but it's usually <laughs> there a different song and I'm humming it all morning and then I go right in my I go right in my uh, in my journal and one of the first entries is what first question is what are you grateful for and I write that down and usually it's something as simple it's almost always has something to do with my wife and my kids but sometimes it's even something as simple as you know I'm grateful for you know the comfortable bed and sheets that I slept in last night because I've been I've slept other places that aren't as comfortable you know so it's just an amazing thing to be able to start the day out that way yeah and I heard um you know, I've heard it before, but I heard it recently again, which was sort of refreshing. And it just, you know, sometimes you just got to be grateful for even the most simple things in life that we just take for granted, like being able to go to the toilet. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's so much we can be grateful for. And often the mind is easy to focus on the negative. And perhaps that's just the way we've been we've been raised as a, as a society. But, um, you know, just focus on the good things in life and, and it'll just change the way you, you look at the world and it'll change the way you, you move through it as well. Right. Absolutely. 100% agree. So, you know, before we got started here, I talked a little bit about you, give a little bit of brief bio of what I know about you and what you shared with me. But I would like for you to get a little bit personal. Talk a little bit about yourself because I know not all people like talking about themselves, but really one of the premises of Men of Abundance is getting to know the man behind the business, the man behind the greatness, and the man behind the the abundance. So Mm. let's get a little bit personal. Okay. Well, look, I... um I, I'm a coach, a speaker, and a writer. I love writing. And I suppose for me, most of my life, I've, I've sort of desired this independence and this freedom. And that's what I always thought used to, you know, trigger me and, and make me do what I do, is just that chase for freedom. And as I as I started uh, finding it, because I lost it, Wally, along the way, during my 20s, I sort of got caught up in corporate and, and chasing the money, you know, chasing the carrot, uh, looking for that next promotion, looking for that status symbol. And and I just got lost and life become quite stagnant. Um, and it, it was good, you know, I had I had money coming in, I had everything that most people would want, um, but something was missing from my life. And, and I thought it was freedom. I thought I just didn't have the freedom. I thought I was trapped or locked in. 
and that's you know partly because I didn't get the opportunity to do what I want when I wanted to do it, and that's something that I always have craved from a young age. I've always been quite entrepreneurial, so when I was younger, I used to make trinkets and bits and pieces that sell it at school. I was probably the richest kid in grade seven, so I always had that that sense for freedom. And part of the corporate world just didn't allow me to feel that freedom. You know, I had to work certain times when I, I you know, would have liked to have gone to a, a family event or something like that. So there was a bit, bit of missing, bit missing from my life, and I reflected one day and thought that's what it was and, and went out and created this new life. I was a real estate agent then because I thought, well, this is a great opportunity to you know, really create that sense of freedom in life, which it did um, because I became my own boss and I could work when I wanted to work and I could have the time off when I wanted to have off. And that's great for me. You know, I'm a hard worker. I'm ambitious and I'll, I'll go like the rest of them can go. But when I you know, want to have that time off, that's really important. So I created that and I had that level of freedom come back. And then what happened, Wally, is that I realized there was something else missing. And it came to me one day when I was riding around on my scooter, delivering some flyers. I used to deliver flyers every week. And that was just me on a scooter, you know, probably, I think it was about 5,000 a week I used to deliver. It used to take a fair few hours and I used to listen to audio books or podcasts to make the most of it. So it, was, it, was, it wasn't too bad, you know. And when I was just driving one day after a few years being a real estate agent, I was just sticking these flyers in these letterboxes and I just thought, what is this all for? Like, really, what is it for? And I had to actually stop and pull over and just sort of take the helmet off and just reflect and think about what I was doing in life and what it all meant. Because to me, stuffing flyers into people's letterboxes, it just didn't seem to have great purpose for me personally in life. It didn't seem to... I just thought, well, what happens when I get to the end of the life? Is this going to mean anything? And the answer was simply no to that. And what I realized from this experience, Wally, was that I didn't have that, that sense of fulfillment in what I was doing. And at this point, I was actually into the hidden why. I, I had the blog site up and I was ready to get the podcast going. So it wasn't that long ago. And I just really decided then and there just to, to make that change and really follow something that's more meaningful to me. And that was the hidden why. I really love um, you know, talking about personal development. I really love helping other people, you know, reach their full potential. But what's really important to me, Wally, is I hate seeing people suffer. I hate suffering myself. I hate being in pain and I hate, you know, this state of depression. I've had depression uh, in my life before. Nothing too serious, but it's in the family. My brother's been through it um, quite severely. Um, so it's certainly there. And this this depression is just not great. And I really from my experience of changing my lifestyle around, so really, you know, taking my compass back in my hand and mapping out my own path of existence, I've realized how freeing, fulfilling and happy I can be in life just by doing that. And that's what I really want to help other people do. I want them just to see that there's more to life than, than what they think there might, there might be. And I've done a total backflip around how I thought life should be meant. And now I'm living it in a totally different way. You know, I've, I've sold my investments. I thought it was all about, you know, working hard, investing, 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 and hopefully at one point being able to retire. To me, that, that path doesn't make sense anymore. And and now it's really just the, walking the path of my own. And yeah, there's challenges. There's times that are hard and tough. I think you'll find that no matter what path you take. But when it's your own path, when it's got more meaning, um, there's just more joy in it. And that's what, for me, life is all about. It's about, you know, having that, that deeper sense of happiness and and I, we could probably go off on tangent there, Wally, but happiness to me isn't the party on the weekend. It's not the new TV or the, the sports car. It's something deeper within, and that's what we've really got to you know, connect with. So that's what I want to do. I want to help people 
really transition from that life of suffering, whatever level it might be, and, and start walking a path that's just more full with happiness. I, um, I sorry, I don't know the, the question you wanted me to sort of talk personally about myself, and hopefully that gives you some insight into who I am. I'm very deep. I'm a, I'm a deep thinker. I've got a big heart. I'm, I'm pretty emotional, Wally. I cry in movies that my wife wouldn't cry in. So um, I'm that sort of a guy, you know, and, and that's, I guess, that's probably why I want, you know, to see other people just being happy. I, I sort of get a little bit sad when I, I see other people sad, to be honest, or when I when I feel their their life isn't as full as it could be. Um, so that's that's my mission, really, with The Hidden One. Lee, I'm telling you, man, I'm not blowing smoke at all, but... <laughs> It sounds like you and I are definitely brothers from another mother, uh, without a doubt. I mean, everything you just said is literally 100% me. I mean, you're traveling the world, you're taking adventures, you're taking risks. Um, you know, your background's a little bit different, but the way you think today is exactly, exactly how I think, even down to the emotions. Uh, we watched um, It's a Wonderful Life last night. You know, it's a, it's a tradition in our family. And my little guy, my seven-year-old, and he knows when to look at me at a certain part of the movie, and he says, Dad, you're blushing. <laughs> he, that's what he says, seven years old. He says, Dad, you're blushing. And Mom says, no, he's not blushing. He's got, he's crying. <laughs> and I don't care. I just don't care. That's just the, they know it, and, and I'm an emotional person. I cry at Hallmark commercials, man. Um, and, I, and I'm <laughs> like you. It's interesting, isn't it? Like, I, I don't know, um, like, what other men think about it, but I used to have a little bit of a concern around you know mm -hmm. sharing my emotions and I do my emotions are quite close to my skin and um, they'll just come out but nowadays I just let it go like I was at a funeral re recently and I gave a, a speech and you know it was quite emotional for me and I just broke down and you know you just got to let it flow and, and not everyone's like that I get that like I've mm -hmm. got a cousin who I had a big chat with about this and he said it's just amazing that you can let it like out like that so easily because I find it quite difficult um, and he, he doesn't really need, have a need to do it either, but it's just um, interesting how we're all sort of different in that sense. Yeah, and one thing that I have to say as well, there's another spectrum to that. On the other end of that spectrum, where I get emotional and I, and I you know, when I see beautiful things, especially involving soldiers and reunions and all these videos you see on, on Facebook and whatnot. But also, I used to have a really, really bad temper. Now, I will say that I have learned to control that because that is destructive. And mm. I can do things and say things that just I would regret. So I have yeah. learned to control that spectrum of my emotions uh, quite a bit. And it's taken some time for me to do that. Uh, and I'm glad I have been able to do that. But once in a while, I have to admit, I, I, you know, certain things just really get under my skin. And one thing that really gets under my skin, quite frankly, is seeing people like you uh, like you said, is uh, seeing people in, in pain and in suffering, especially when it's at the hands of somebody else, when it could have been prevented, and when somebody's trying to take advantage of somebody else or somebody's, you know, physically injuring somebody, that that kind of stuff, and abusing somebody physically and emotionally, it, that really, yeah, really gets right. under my skin. So, mm. yeah, we definitely have a very close uh, relationship there as far as our personalities are concerned. Yeah, yeah, I like it, mate. I like it. So let's talk about the hidden why. I really, you know, I'm really big on, on knowing your why. That's one of the first things you should do when you're starting whatever journey it is that you want to do. If you want to learn to play guitar, you want, you know, so many people say, I want to earn more money. The biggest thing, I want to earn a million bucks. Well, why? Why do you want to do that? Because that's what's going to get you out of bed in the morning. Not the money, mm. not the actual playing the guitar. What? It, there's something behind that. 
what is it that you want to do? So how did this come up? How did you uh, come up with this? I love the name, The Hidden Why, but where, how did all this get started for you? Yeah, it's, um, it's interesting. Actually, I was sitting in a real estate um, training session once and we were talking about you know, dealing with clients and because and, I, I was in residential sales, so I, I was responsible for selling you know half a million dollar homes generally so it was really about um yeah dealing with the clients and, and the, the question came up is you know we've got to find out what their hidden why is and i thought the hidden why okay that's great um it was just really looking at the client and saying well what's their big motivating reason for making a move because if you can connect with that and find that then you'll have a better ability to really help them through the process and the sale and that's that's pretty much where the name came from i'll be honest so the hidden why i stole it from that session and then I started, because um, I was in personal development then, I was going through a lot of changes myself. This is around the time that I was, um, you know, going through changing the way I thought of life and, and how I thought I should be living life and, and doing all that. And a big part of that was personal development, for me, personal development for me. So I started going, you know, what is my hidden why? What is the reason why I do things? And that's when, that's where it sort of stemmed from. I started writing on my experiences with personal development, what I was learning and just sharing it, I thought, well, I mean, I've always been like this. I've always been open to sharing, you know, what I know and what I have. And, you know, back to when I was a teacher um, 10 years ago, you know, like some of my friends said, well, why do you just give like what you teach to other people so freely? And I said, well, you know, why not? Why not share it? Um, so that's that's what I thought I'd do with my learnings as well. And that's where the Hidden Why came about. It came about as a blog site first. And part of the reason for that is because I love writing. I don't know if I'm the greatest writer in the world, but I just enjoy it. So that's what I do. And uh, so I started writing and then I, I thought, well, why not share it more and express myself more in voice? And what I love about speaking and podcasting, well, and you can probably relate to this as well, is when you can sit there in front of a microphone and just talk, like I share a couple of thoughts a week, which are just my own thoughts, you really get to absorb and really learn and enhance your own learning and growth just by expressing it, just by voicing it out. And same with writing things down. You just get to, you just take it in on a higher level rather than just reading it and just sort of processing it in your mind. When you start to express things externally, um, it just takes it to a new level. So that's why, <clears throat> excuse me, that's why I thought I'd, why I'd do the podcast as well, just to take my learning and my experience to the next level as well. And at the same time, hopefully, if I could have some people just tune in and maybe read some of my stuff or listen to what I'm saying, and it helps them in just a minor way. If I can just help one person, then I'm doing a part to, you know, helping the world as a whole, I think. Uh, and that's the way you look at it. I mean, if, if we could all just help one person in life um, live a better life, imagine how the world would look. It would just change dramatically. Um, but the problem is that there's there's just not that. So, you know, people like yourself, Wally, that are doing this stuff, I think it's really, really important for us to continue doing it. And the more people that can do this and share it and teach and inspire others to, to become better in their life, that's just going to make the world a, a happier place to be as well. Absolutely correct. And it is an amazing feeling when those of us, especially on podcasts, you know, you don't know who's out there listening. I mean, you can see the stats, you can see the downloads and whatnot, but you, you don't get a whole lot of feedback in, in many cases. And until like this weekend when I got a couple emails from a couple guys, two guys specifically, who I'd never met before at all. They just came out and sent me a message and say, look, I've been binge listening to your podcast. I love it. It's coming at the right time in my life. And man, I know that kind of stuff just lifts me up. I'm sure it does you as well. So I'd love to hear any, any good news stories that you've received 
from the hidden why so far either from the blog or the podcast or anything else that you're doing with your coaching yeah i, I suppose you know like yourself you just get that feedback from from certain people whether it's a coach or just feedback from people listening to to the podcast i don't i don't coach a whole lot of people wally i try to keep it to minimal numbers that so just helps me keep doing what i do and focusing on the writing and the podcasting um but yeah for those people that i coach they always have positive feedback and same with the audience that listen and again you know i'd love to hear more from the audience and the people that listen to what i talk about um but that's just the way it is i had a a contact a couple of weeks ago now from a guy actually in india um and you know this was an amazing story and it's just amazing the reach you can get with this medium because you know i again like you said I, I don't know who's really listening we can look at the stats and go oh wow there's you know big numbers listening in or whatever it might be but until you hear that from them directly it's just a different um perspective on, on what you're doing and it sort of keeps you going as well so this guy was from and i hope he doesn't mind me talking about him i won't mention the names anyway he's from india and he's got a, a big family you know he's he's from a family of 10 or so and he's just really ambitious you know he's he lives in a poverty stricken area in india and he set up this business on the side he's he's the only one of his family that studied at university so he's the only one that can really support his family um so he has to sort of really help them out um to a large scale and he set up this business on a side which is just a charity sort of organization really to help teach kids and help improve kids lives um and I just thought that was amazing, you know, even with all this that's on his life and, and you know, the lack of resources that they'd have available and, um, you know, just that, that poverty-stricken sort of area, I'm reaching him, giving him information, giving him motivation and inspiration. And he said, you know, that's great for him because it helps him keep going to do what he's doing. And he's, um, you know, working and as best as he can to set this up. And it's, it's not a big-scale sort of fund at the moment, but... He's working uh, extremely hard to get it going so he can help more people. Um, so I just thought that was an, a fantastic story. And that's just the flow-on effect that you can have by just, you know, influencing a person in, even if it's a minor way that I'm influencing him, it still um, make me feel good that the, the reach I'm doing is, is, is benefiting someone. And then flow-on effect from that, many others. Yeah, that's very abundant thinking on your part and on his part for reaching out to you because... You know, Men of Abundance, one of the things that I I don't think I've mentioned a whole lot on the podcast and in my blog is when you're the, the best way to learn a subject is to teach it and to share it and to talk about it like Lee was just talking about. And it, it's truly, I mean, you can look at it a selfish way if you want to. The bottom line is that when you're helping somebody else, you're helping yourself in so many ways. You're helping mm. yourself emotionally. You're helping yourself sometimes financially. Uh, you're helping yourself learn a subject and master a subject even more. And when once you figure out what your why is, and then you go out there and you go after it, and then you start sharing it with other people, it just perpetuates. It just goes on and on and on. And, it, it, you know, so many other people start talking about you. You start getting more uh, people coming to you. And, I don't know, it's, it's, you know, some people, like you look at somebody like Gary Vaynerchuk, who's out there and he's putting his name out there he's he's always on you know everywhere you look Gary Vaynerchuk is there mm. and every time he talks about something that he's doing he's mastering his skill that much more and again yeah. you can look at it as a selfish way if you want to uh, because the fact of the matter is no matter what it is that you do on a daily basis ultimately you're going to gain from it so yeah. I really appreciate what you're doing 
Lee, with the with the hidden why. It's just an amazing uh, tool for you to reach out. And goodness, you're touching. You're in Japan. You're reaching out to somebody all the way in India. The technology we have today. We just live in an amazing, abundant world today. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Pretty awesome stuff. Yeah, so I think I went off on a little bit of a tangent there. <laughs> Might have lost some people, but you know what? I'm like you. I just think differently uh, than than so many people, and I and I have such an um, abundant mindset that I just don't have a problem sharing the information that I have with other people. Uh, I just love doing it. Well, I think that's what people in well, yeah, that's what some people enjoy anyway. Other people want to be, you know, quite heavily directed. Um, in the approach, and, and there's risk in that too, because you, you then become, you know, not you're not a self thinker, I guess, and you start really basing yourself and your direction on what other people are doing, and that's that's basing the direction of your life, your journey, um, on some external factors, and that's not going to take you necessarily to the place that you want to go or that you need to go, um, and that's certainly, you know, you touched on it before, but that's where I went off tracks a little bit, and I think a lot of people do. Um, is because we've been given this this map of life by society say here follow this path and you will live a great life and that path is not necessarily conducive to living a great life it's actually when we take our own blank piece of paper and start mapping out our own existence using our life compass I call it which is uh, connected to your why using that as your guide through your life if you can just really connect with that and allow that to guide you you'll live more purposefully your own life. And that's what this existence, that's what this experience is about, is really having your own experience. And, you know, like you, you mentioned Gary Vaynerchuk there, he's an amazing dude. Like, I just, I love his enthusiasm, his energy, and how he speaks. But I think there's risk in, in these people. Like, yes, he motivates the masses in great ways, but a lot of them then base their life so much on that. Oh, that's who I want to be. That's how I want to be. And then they start trying to copy everything he's doing and often that can put you on a path that's actually not that desirable. It won't give you that greater sense of freedom, fulfillment, and happiness. And sometimes I think it, it it's sort of more forcing things to happen outside your control rather than letting things just unfold as they should, true to you, um, if that makes sense, Wally. But, um, yeah, that's that's certainly risk of, of, you know, comparing yourself too much to the externals. And like you said, going back to the original string there is, is that it's okay to just express yourself and go on tangents and be your own thinker. I think that's more beautiful than, than you know, following following what the, the crowd would do. Yeah, I appreciate that. And to make your point with Gary Vaynerchuk, if you're going to follow somebody like Gary Vaynerchuk or somebody like um, Grant Cardone or, or anybody like that, you got to go all the way back to their beginning. You can't follow them from where they're at today. You got to go all the way back to where Gary was doing YouTube videos for his wine university, where he looked yeah. like a, a he looked like a in his words he looked like a refugee. You know, he <laughs> he you know it was terrible video, terrible audio, terrible background. You got to go back to that point when he was mm. doing simply doing YouTube videos. If you're going to follow somebody like Grant Cardone, you got to go back to the time when he was. Uh, addicted to drugs and alcohol and sex and porn and all that kind of stuff. You got to go back to that day, all right? Yeah, because yeah. that's going to give you a perspective of where they're, how they got to where they're at today. Because mm. just like you just said, Lee, if you try to follow Gary or Grant, starting where they're at today, 
you're you're gonna you're just gonna go crazy. You're first off, it's it's impossible. So many people look at these guys as overnight successes. You got to go back to their beginning, and you got to start from the beginning. You got to start like Gary says, start small. You got to get small in order to get big. And by he just had it, he just released a video this weekend on that very thing. On you have to quit trying to be this you know flashy multi-millionaire because you're not there yet and even when you are there most of the multi-millionaires that i associate with they're not those flashy guys you know they're mm. they're t-shirt and jeans type of guys you know <laughs> so, yeah so yeah that's a very good point that you made right there and i wanted to drive that home with that so lee at this point we're at the point where we're going to pay it forward you ready to do that brother yeah man. yep outstanding so give men of abundance one to three actionable steps that they can take today three one to three actionable steps um the the biggest thing i think anyone can do and this might as as you just alluded to start small and then you can grow up from there but is to really create some more awareness in your life so the first thing i would say for you to do is just start you know trying to incorporate a meditation sort of practice into your life so that's daily um, so that could be waking up or it could be doing it in the afternoon. Whatever suits you. It can be five minutes. Just doing something where you can just try and switch off from everything else, disconnect, and sort of connect within. Um, the other piece to that is really getting outdoors, getting into nature and just escaping your current environment. I think the best things that can come to us is when we just isolate ourselves from from everything else and really disconnect from life and that means you have to sort of remove yourself from your office or your house or wherever it is just go into nature that's the best way you can do this and just spend some time in nature try and do it as often as you can if you can do it daily great i go for a walk through my area here every morning when i get up and so that gives me half an hour to 45 minutes of just really just connecting within and and i'm outside of my my normal environment as well which helps um because there's less noise and distractions um, otherwise, you could go hiking, you know, once a week. You just do something like that to really create greater awareness. And you'll then start connecting within and you'll start really seeing what your why is and seeing what life is all about to you. I think the the greatest way to connect with your why, if they're interested in actionable step, Wally, is for your audience to go to thehiddenwhy.com. There's a discovery questionnaire under resources. So they go there, download that. It's about 15 questions which they go through and just take their time to answer as best they can, put some time into it. Really think on the questions deeply. Don't just you know, say, I've got 20 minutes and rush through it. You're not gonna get any value from it. You're better off not doing it. But really just giving yourself a couple of hours where you can dedicate your time to answering those questions. And that will really start that, that process rolling, start people um, connecting within and really start just being more aware of what's important to them. And that will then help them connect with their desires, their values, their dreams, their needs to then guide them further through their life. If they want to take it to the next level, take that questionnaire, print it out, take a bit of pen, um, don't take your mobile phone or anything, go sit on a rock in nature somewhere and, and fill it out there. I think that would be a great way to do it. So there's a couple of action points for you, Wally, to um, yeah, hopefully inspire your audience and just allow them to connect more within. Yeah, definitely go download that questionnaire and more people need to get outside for sure. What daily habits make up the biggest impact in your life, Lee? Daily habits. I do, I think life is all about how you feel, yeah? And, you know, the biggest thing for me, and I think everyone um, wants this from life, is just greater happiness, that deeper happiness that I talked about before. Um, it could be joy, whatever you want to call it. I think that's what people want. 
And really that comes from doing things and living a life that makes you feel good. So I do things that make me feel good. And the more you start doing those things that make you feel really good, the more you want to do it. And that's just how it works. So if you, you know, if you take drugs, for example, you're going to feel good about taking drugs. And so you're just going to want to take more drugs, aren't you? And that's the, that's the addiction part of, of taking drugs. So we want to really incorporate habits that make us feel good that we don't have the same consequence that, you know, drugs do or alcohol does. So that's, for me, waking up early in the morning. I just love it. And I thought about it for a while. I, I never used to wake up early, Wally. It's one of the first things I started to change and could be an action point for your audience as well. But just starting to wake up earlier. And so I started a little bit earlier and then I got to 5 o'clock and recently I've just gone to 4.30, about halfway through this year. And I was walking around and the street's still dark, no one's awake. And I was going, what, what am I waking up so early for? What is this all about? What does it mean? Like, you know, it's so easy to stay in bed. It's, it's now winter time. I was up at 4.30 this morning. It's three degrees outside, you know, and I was walking. Um, so, you, you know, you wonder what it, why you do it. But then I was just going, well, it just makes me feel good. So why wouldn't I do it? So yeah, my, my habits are waking up early. So doing that, I do, I try to do both yoga and go for a walk every morning. So that's about an hour, an hour and 20 minutes. Um, doesn't always happen, depends what's on my schedule. So this morning I did about 20 minute yoga session and then about a half an hour walk. And then I've obviously got the interview with you. So I do that every morning. I do my journaling every morning. So that's just writing in my journal. I do about one page of just writing out my thoughts, whatever's on my mind. I just put it on paper and I do some gratitudes in there as well. And then I do about a 15-minute meditation session. So that really grounds me and sets me up for a really effective day and just makes my mindset really powerful and positive. And that allows me just to accomplish so much more. So I think if you can start your day off with some really powerful habits, you'll you'll be able to progress through it with a greater ease. And then I like to do things that I enjoy first off. And this is something I learned again way back when I started out this new sort of path of my own, is just doing the things that I enjoy. And one of those things is writing. So I try to write every morning. And I just started by writing in you know, a half an hour to an hour every morning. And then it's just grown from there to now I'm actually releasing a, a book Wally soon. It's only a short book. It's called Your Virtual Freedom. So that's, that's coming out soon. So you know, just by incorporating these positive morning routines has allowed me to then write. And, you know, not everyone can do that. Well, they, they might use it as an excuse that I've got work to go to, etc., etc. I've set my life up now to a time where I don't. I can just get up, I can write, I can do all these things that I just love to do. Um, but it started by when I, when I was still working, Wally. It started by just doing things outside my working schedule. So that was you know, how am I going to write in the morning if, if I have to go to work? Well, wake up earlier, do some exercise and then spend some time writing and then go to work. So that's what I did. And then I was looking at my afternoon or evening routine. You know, what was I doing then? Nothing really conducive. You know, I, I used to um, watch TV like millions of other people do around the world. They spend five hours watching TV a day. So that's one of the things that I cancelled. I didn't watch that much TV. Um, but still I watched more than I needed to and I don't suggest to anyone that you just stop doing things you enjoy I still enjoy good TV shows like Game of Thrones, you know the big ones I, I love watching a good movie so I don't deprive myself of these good things But I certainly have removed TV from my life so that I can choose when I want to watch Game of Thrones or a good episode or a movie um, But then I can incorporate some more reading so that's what I started doing the reading came into my life and I started reading every day and that led to reading a book a week and that inspires me and my work and what I do as well. So it really helps me do the writing better. It helps me do the podcasting better. So um, there's a lot to that, Wally, but there's some, some of the things that I do to really 
help me feel good and all those things just make me feel good and when you do things that make you feel good you just keep wanting to do more of it that's wonderful I, I'm looking forward to uh, getting a hold of your book and speaking of books what book podcast or course would you recommend to our abundant leaders and why um, book podcast or course Look, one of the biggest books that I, I always bring up is The Seven Habits of Highly Successful People by Stephen Covey. I just love that book. Um, I read it oh, seven years ago or so now, and it just had so much gold in it to really helping me be more effective, and it was very practical. It wasn't like very spiritual, um, even though it has some, some essence of that in there, I believe. Um, so, yeah, read that book. I think that was great. If you want some motivation to, to just get back into life i mean there's so many books well it's hard to point them out but motivation manifesto by brennan bashard i read that at the end of last year and that just still sits with me it was a nice easy read but just so uplifting you know so if people want that that's a really good place to go to and another the question to uh, another book that I'll, I'll just mention right now that i read recently that's fresh in mind still is a more beautiful question by warren berger that is a, uh, a fantastic read great for creative types innovative people entrepreneurs um you know they got questions about life and questions about business and i read i just started reading that book and about halfway through i had to put it down because i was just my mind was overwhelmed with ideas and thoughts and i just thought it was yeah a beautiful book excellent i appreciate that and i'll have those books listed at menofabundance.com and you can go there and check out those books if they're on audio or written form or even in digital form uh, no matter how you get a hold of the books, you get a hold of them because Lee recommended them, and I know that they're going to be great reads, and I have read The Seven Habits. It's an excellent book. I go back to that book every once in a while. Hey, man, listen. Now, I know that you've heard the term leaders are readers, but here's the thing. Leaders are also listeners. As you're listening to this podcast, I know you like to listen to your content. I know you like to listen to amazing men and women. So I'm going to offer you a free audiobook. Well, not me, but Audible is going to offer you a free audiobook. And I highly, highly recommend listening to audiobooks as well as this amazing podcast and others. Now, obviously, I don't have to convince you that listening to amazing content is important. And you've heard all of the amazing books that have been recommended on this show. These men and women aren't just recommending these books just for the hell of it. They are recommending these books because it's amazing, amazing content. And if you're like me and you don't have the time to read all the time and you just want to listen to an audiobook on your commute while you're working out, doing whatever it is that you do throughout the day, I highly recommend you get an audiobook from Audible. Now, since I recently partnered with Audible, they're going to give you a free 30-day trial and a free audiobook along with that 30-day trial. On top of that, you are going to be helping men of abundance keep the mic on. That's right, because when you sign up for your free 30-day trial and get your free book, Audible gives a kickback to men of abundance, which helps us keep the mic on. So as soon as you get a chance, either go to moa-book.com or go to menofabundance.com on the podcast tab and you will see the download a free audiobook today image on the left side of the screen. Click on that. Go ahead and get signed up for your free 30-day trial and get your free book and help Men of Abundance keep the mic on. All right, let's get back to the show. So I have one last question for you, Lee, and that is what does living a life of abundance mean to you? 
Yeah, good, good question. I haven't really thought about this question. I think, you know, really waking up every day and just knowing that everything that you require in life is already there. You've got everything you need to be within and living a life of abundance is really just allowing life to unfold. Everything's there, everything's ready for you. I know it sounds a bit spiritual, but really just have comfort in knowing that and then don't use that as an excuse to be lazy or not to take action. Be ambitious, dream big and take the action that's required and, and everything will unfold. There's there's so much truth to you know the, the fact that we all came from a seed and we're all fertilized and you know what else can we inject into our DNA that's not already there? It's already there. Just like that same tree that's been planted in the ground, it'll grow as fully as the environment that it exists within and that's that's how our life will grow too if we put ourselves in those right environments and that's by putting your mind in the right environment and then putting your body in the right environment and then that will make you flourish to your full potential so yeah that's a little last parting bit of advice i guess excellent excellent i appreciate that and i love that analogy with the tree as well so how can we uh reach you and get more of what you're doing uh, you can reach me at thehiddenwire.com. Um, the site's currently down, actually, but I don't know when this is getting released, Wally, but it will be back up uh, within the next couple of hours, just getting some maintenance done on it. So thehiddenwire.com, you can reach me there. Jump onto the podcast, The Hidden Wire podcast, and you can listen into the episodes. There are released two interviews a week plus a few other episodes where it's just me on my own talking into the mic. Well, for your audience, Wally, if they're interested, they can go to thehiddenwire.com uh, because it'll still be available then. Go to the resources page. There's that discovery questionnaire that I mentioned, but there's also my book, which is Your Virtual Freedom. It's all about um, outsourcing, so using outsourced workers to, to get more done. So they can go there, they can press the link, and if they type in the passcode FREE, F-R-E-E, they can download themselves a copy. It'll only be available for a download for a limited time before it gets published uh, but I'm just doing this as a, as a sort of promotion at the moment. Excellent, sounds good and I'll go ahead and check that out as soon as possible myself. Yeah, cool. Alright man, I appreciate your time and I really look forward to seeing more of what you're doing and getting a hold of that book. That'd be great mate, it's been a pleasure to be here. Same here. Take care brother. Thank you. All right, you abundant leaders, I hope you sit and meditate on that for a little while. Think about it. Just sit down in a quiet place and think about what truly makes you happy. What would be your ultimate lifestyle? Write it down. Put it on paper. Don't worry about how you're going to make it happen or what you have to do or plan it out. Don't worry about none of that stuff. Just write it down. You have to know where you want to go and where you want to be before you can go anywhere. What I want you to do is just write down what it is that you want in life. I know it's going to make a huge difference and I'd love to hear some feedback from that. All right, that's all I've got for you guys today. Now go out and live your life of abundance and make sure to pay it forward. That's all for today, Abundance Leaders. For more about our guests and the powerful information we shared with you today, be sure to sign up for our mailing list at menofabundance.com. We appreciate your time and look forward to hanging out with you on our next episode. So until then, be sure to pay it forward and live your life of abundance.